6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. The Edmonton Elks Board of Directors has made the decision to terminate the contracts of President and CEO Chris Presson, General Manager and Vice President of Football Operations Brock Sunderland, and Head Coach Jamie Elizondo. There's no simple answer to what went wrong. All three departing members of the organization were notified of their dismissal this morning. The board of directors determined that our significant on and off field problems required changes at the senior leadership level. Well, and there you have it at 3.07. If you're just joining us this afternoon, after one of their worst seasons in decades, the Edmonton Elks have fired the head coach and top office bosses. If you've been tuning in over the last 90 minutes or so, you heard live coverage of the announcement right here on 6.30 Ched, Elks Radio. Morley Scott, your play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Elks right here on 6.30 Ched, was uh, stick, well, stick handling that. I'm not sure that works in a football analogy at all but Morley Scott uh, sticking around to let me pick his brain just a little bit more hey Morley hey Jalen expected or not yes and no Uh, you know I'm I'm surprised but I'm not surprised I mean uh, obviously the results on the field were not good enough and and that leads you to ask some questions and then uh, there was significant fan unrest and that really built I think over the last uh, last month to two months and I think that played a role in it as well so uh, I'm not surprised they made changes kind of surprised at the sweeping changes mm-hmm. I mean uh, uh, we believe no one seems to know of a professional football team firing their president their GM and their coach all on the same day like the Elks have today so it's it's a it's a bold move that's for sure and it, it puts a, a lot of work on the shoulders of those that are here to not only run the franchise now but find the replacements for the three who have have uh, exited today. Lots to talk about with you, Morley. Just uh, wanted to ask you, though, why did, why today? Why not on the weekend? Why not after that loss on Friday? Like, why today? Uh, I, I just think it's uh, it, it was the right time to do it today. I mean, you, you need a cooling off period. Mm. I mean, uh, you, you want to get your best media coverage. You do it on, yeah. on on a weekday as well. I mean, it's it's Monday morning after the season ended on Saturday for the Canadian Football League, right? The, the last two games are played on Saturday. So uh, yesterday, both, uh, both both Brock Sunderland and Jamie Elizondo spoke to the media. Some players spoke to the media, too, at their year-end availabilities. And then today came the news. So uh, I'm not surprised at the date uh, uh, that they did it today. What went wrong? So many things. Uh, so many things. I, I mean, uh, I, it's an excuse, I think, to a certain extent. But COVID played a role on it as far as Jamie Elizondo goes. Uh, he wasn't able to to really, you know, get his feet on the ground. He couldn't meet with his coaching staff face-to-face until the first day of training camp. Uh, he had to start his new job with Scott Milanovic's coaching staff in place for the most part. Uh, he wasn't allowed to pick his own guys. Um, you know, he got the job late, mm-hmm. uh, was, was named to the job February 1st, and, and the work that coaches do in December and January got done in February and March and that pushed everything else back and I just think he was behind the eight ball to start with first year head coach no preseason games a a shorter training camp with weird protocols in place for zoom meetings and stuff like that so uh, he he had a lot of things going against him then the COVID outbreak didn't help and uh, you know they, they lost their special teams coordinator before the season, then fired the, his replacement three games into the season. Uh, there was a lot of things that went wrong on the field. Uh, a lot of players didn't play up to their capabilities. A lot of players weren't as uh, didn't play as well as they should have or, or didn't play as well as they have in the past, and I think that was a big part of it as well. And then 
not winning at home doesn't mm-hmm. help. And as we heard from Alan Watt when we talked to him earlier, he says when when you when you don't win, everything seems worse, right? Like uh, the yeah. the hot dogs are cold and the beer's hot <laughs> at that point, right? And and that's when that's when things you know the fan unrest really began. I think about a month ago. And uh, Twitter is not the be all and end all where you should get your uh, opinions mm-hmm. from. But if you watch, if you if you looked at social media, uh, the unrest was uh, it was huge. I mean, there you know people talking about not coming back to the stadium with that uh, with those three guys in mm. place still so uh, I think uh, the attendance in the final few games of the season played a role in it as well there it, it, there's there's just multiple reasons why this happens Morley uh, were they asked today or are they concerned about uh, if the if the name change played a role in maybe not having the bums as many bums in the seats this year I don't think it did myself. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure it played a role in some, um, but I think it also, um, the, the change in the logo, I think it also energized the, the team marketing-wise and, and energized the fan base a little bit at the start of the season. Uh, I, I, I myself, until the last couple of weeks, thought everyone was over it, uh, <laughs> but I saw that, and again, when they're losing, that starts to come up again. It's definitely not the reason why they lost. I, I, I don't no. think uh, I don't think that played a role in it at all. I think that it played a role in, you know, to a certain extent with some fans, but no, I don't think it was a major reason why fans were upset. I, I think you know it, it was the product on the field. It was uh, the way things were going with the front office and 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 fan interaction, which uh, which as we heard today uh, from from Ian Murray and Alan Watt, which had faltered. Uh, you know, uh, it it was just it was just not a good situation. Situation for the fans, and, and they they let everybody know as loudly as they could. One of one of the interesting um, uh, comments that I heard today from Ian Murray, what, he was asked, you know, what what they're going to be looking for for a new GM, and one of the things right off the top he had said about you know needing the willingness to be involved with the in, in the community is is that something that um, was flagged or has been flagged for quite some time uh, 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 about a real downfall about the person who was in the job before. I I think that. That is one of the uh, one of the requirements of the job in in any sport. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to, be, and and especially with a community owned team mm-hmm. in in a, in a league that deals so much with fan participation with the fact you know sure they've got a good tv deal with tsn but they make their money by selling tickets bums in the seats is what the canadian football league is all about and i think you have to have that interaction with the fan base and you have to you have to keep them happy you have to entertain them and and you have to to be involved in the community especially as a community-owned team and to a certain extent that was taken away from from chris Preston by COVID. he wasn't allowed he wasn't allowed to do that because of uh, the COVID rules and 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 you know and that wasn't his fault uh but for whatever reason, um, they decided to make the change. You know, as we talked about, m- multiple reasons were in it. That, that's part of it, but uh, that's a small part of it. There's many other things, too. So we know that Alan Watt, who is the team's executive director of marketing, has been named the interim chief operating officer. The uh, the board now working towards getting a, a new CEO in place by the end of, of January. Interesting that Wally Buono has been, uh, you know, called on to consult and advise the, the club in hiring a new general manager. So they're they're you know looking at that but i think for the fans for those listening right now i mean and 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 we heard it often during this news conference today it was about re-engaging those fans and listening to them and their concerns so what's going to be done on that front to try to build that trust back up again i i think and, and we talked to alan watt about you know what you're going to do first and and uh, they're they're going to have uh, uh focus groups they're going to have uh events for fans
fans, you know, when they're allowed to, and, and they'll have to do it under certain COVID rules as well. But they just have to reach out to the fans, and they have to say, yeah, the plan is to, to reach out to the fans and tell them that they're listening, that they know things are broken, and they want to fix them, and they want their fans to be patient with them but to know they're trying to fix them they want to hear what's wrong and they want to try and fix it and uh as you know both men we heard from today said you know we're going to start that immediately so uh, i think i think they'll be reaching out to uh, first season seat holders especially the ones who have not renewed for next year as as the renewal uh, uh, dates go by and and to the ones that uh, that have renewed even and, and just say well all right well, what do you want to see differently uh-huh. well, what can we change to make your game day experience better and that's a big part of it as well the game day experience uh, really uh, took some knocks this year as well uh, just the fact that you know people want to come to the stadium and you know a lot, at some point in the evening it doesn't matter what the score is you want to talk about something else you've seen on the field <laughs> uh, entertainment wise whether it be pregame whether it be uh, just on the sidelines or whether it be halftime there, there has to be more to it than just the football game. And that, again, it gets worse, Jalen, when you go 0-7 at home. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, everything else, people are disgruntled about more things, and, and rightfully so. Lots for the team to work on here in the next uh, number of months. Um you know, and it's not that far away before uh, training camp will start up again. And uh, here's hoping that things have uh, been shaken up. Well, they were shaken up today, but things will yeah. settle down and get back in place and we can move on and have a better, much better year next year. And Marley, long day for you. I appreciate you making the time for me this afternoon. Anytime, Jalen. Good yeah. to talk to you as always. Yeah, go home and have a nap. You know it. <laughs> Morley Scott checking in this afternoon. You're a play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Elk. So, yeah, uh, just a horrific uh, year for the team. Uh, 3-11 season. The Elks finished in last place in the overall standings. So, as mentioned, Alan Watt, the executive director uh, of marketing, has been named the interim chief operating officer. The board uh, has already said that the search has begun for a permanent replacement for the CEO and general manager position. Um, So uh, that work is underway. They plan the board saying there are it's it's aggressively working to have a new CEO in place by the end of January end of January middle to the end of January so you know stay tuned for that announcement and Wally Buono has been uh, contracted to consult and advise the club in hiring a new general manager. They say that person expected to be named before the end of 2021, so the team is well prepared for the beginning of free agency in February. So you the fan, what do you think? 780-496-0063.